first so you can begin. Good evening. My name is Clarissa Pickens and I will be your moderator for this evening's class. Welcome to another lecture given by members of the Southfield Michigan class. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denomination, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in 1997. At this time, I would like to introduce to you the Dean, Dr. Marvin Lewis, and the President, Dr. Edward Yule. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or a Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and are not names. The apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means that Elohim is the title that our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither the Hebrew language, the Greek language, nor the Latin language have any letters or characters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of the Heavenly Father and his Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. 
Yahweh, nor the man could not perceive of him in his pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form could only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua, the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given unto salvation and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we should ask ourselves is, what was the name of the savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also at this school, we teach by a divine pattern of the universe. It is called a divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, holy place, and court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The constitutional objectives and or aims of the Institute are, are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh our Elohim as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without the distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained, there is no other name given among men <coughs> whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. <coughs> and 10, to inherit eternal life now, in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. <clears throat> our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Marissa, go ahead and catch your breath. 
At this time, we will have a prayer after Shirley Nelson, followed by scripture, which will be John 11 chapter, verses 1 through 44, read by Dr. Brandon Craig. Dr. Nelson? I'd like to say good, at, good uh, evening to the class. Good evening. I want to take this time to humble our hearts and minds for a moment of prayer. We thank you, dear Yahweh, for your loving mercy, and we thank you for giving us of your giving us of your spirit. We pray that you will continue to guide us and to keep us and to allow us to endure in these times. We pray that your Holy Spirit be always directing us, instructing us, and teaching us. We ask these blessings in the name of our dear Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. Let us all say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good evening, class. I will be reading uh, John, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 44, and I'll be reading that from the Holy Name Bible, containing the Holy Name version of the Old and New Testaments, and critically compared with ancient authorities and various manuscripts revised by the late A.D. Trainer. That's John, chapter 11, verses 1 through 44. Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus, of Bethany, the town of Miriam, and her sister Martha. It was that Miriam which anointed Yahshua with ointment, and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Rabbi, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Yahshua heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death but for the glory of Yahweh, that the Son of Yahweh might be glorified thereby. Now Yahshua loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, and he had heard, therefore, pardon me, when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that saith he to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Rabbi, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? Yahshua answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in it. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth. But I go, that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Rabbi, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Yahshua spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then said Yahshua unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, let us also go, that we may die with him. Then when Yahshua came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about two miles, and many of the Jews came to Martha and Miriam to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she had heard that Yahshua was coming, went and met him. 
but Miriam sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Yahshua, Rabbi, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of Yahweh, he will give it thee. Yahshua saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha, Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Yahshua said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall not die forever. Believest thou this? She said unto him, Yea, I believe that thou art the Messiah, the Son of Yahweh, which should come into the world. And when, he, and when she had so said, she went her way and called Miriam her sister secretly, saying, The rabbi is come and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Yahshua was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. The Jews then, which were with her in the house, and comforted her, when they saw Miriam, that she rose up hastily, and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Miriam was come where Yahshua was, and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Rabboni, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. When Yahshua therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit, and was troubled, and said, where have ye laid him? They say unto him, Rabbi, come and see. Yahshua wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should not have died? Yahshua therefore again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Yahshua said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister, of him that was dead saith unto him, Rabbi, why are they lifting away the stone? By this time he, sink, he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Yahshua saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of Yahweh? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Yahshua lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and, and I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave cloths, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Yahshua saith unto him, Loose him and let him go. That was John, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 44. Ooh. Now I'd like to say good evening to the class once again. And our scripture readers this evening will be Drs. Brandon Craig and Dr. Lauren Lewis. And for our first speaker, we're happy to call on the Dean, Dr. Marvin Lewis. Dr. Lewis. Hello, everyone. Once again, it's a pleasure and a privilege to be able to say anything according to Yahweh's will and his wishes and to 
have any kind of an understanding to how Yahweh's purpose has been manifested like it really is and actually exists. Because prior to being in this organization, or should, I'm, I'm going to correct that and say this, prior to being introduced or exposed to this vision and revelation given to our founder and dean, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the year of 1931, me personally absolutely knew nothing for an assurity or for a certainty about my creator as he really was and actually exists. I simply existed on hearsay, customs, traditions, my own thoughts. Therefore, I was left to wander around like the majority of the world is today, like the whole world is today, just wandering around, seeking the truth, but not having anything to lead them to the truth, not knowing how to find it themselves. So it's with great relief that I've come to understand how Yahweh operates. And now, after being in this class for so many years, I've come to understand that you can't find Yahweh. Yahshua just has to come and get you from wherever you're at. We do not possess the intellect, the spiritual realization or knowledge to seek out and study up on the creator as he really is and actually exists because the creator in his existence, which is represented by this cloud on this chart that you're looking at now, see, it's in such a high and lofty state that mankind with your finite mind and your miniature brain, even though they think that your brain can do everything, but you can't make it do everything, that's the problem. See, that you, there's no way you can elevate your consciousness from a physical, carnal-minded man to a spiritual revelation. It's not possible. Not possible. Now, I want you to go over to Isaiah and say, my thoughts are, where it says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. And I'm just going to lay down some groundwork for someone else to just come in and swoop right in and pick up where I left off, hopefully and to be able to uh, assure that someone increases their understanding of the purpose and plan of Yahshua the Messiah, see, or the purpose and plan of Yahweh manifested through Yahshua the Messiah, because it is unto salvation, folks. It's not unto glory. It's not unto big-headedness. It's not under to show that we're something. We humbly beseech that Yahshua hear our prayers and deliver us from this degraded state that we are in now, in these physical bodies. These physical bodies just won't let you do right. So you have to be elevated to a spiritual level. Read that for me, please. That's Isaiah 55. I'll start at 6. Seek ye Yahweh while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Now listen, folks, as long as you're still in the flesh, then Yahweh can be found for you. Or should I say, 
Yahweh can find you. Now, when he puts these witnesses in front of you, see, the sun rising and sets every day, sun up, sun down. See, now that sun, that ethereal sun that you see there, that is just a type in the shadow of the true sun, who is the son of Yahweh or is Elohim as is the more proper name, the correct true and original name is Elohim. You have Yahweh the Father in a pure spirit state, inconceivable, incomprehensible, unable to be known in that state of existence. You can't even conjure up in your mind what pure spirit is. Even though in reality, we've come to understand that pure spirit is the source substance limits and bounds of everything, everything known and unknown, seen and unseen, conceived or inconceivable. It is all comprised of that pure spirit essence, which is Yahweh. Then since Yahweh in that pure spirit state Perceive the ideal or conceive the ideal of having a physical creation and creating creatures so that they could worship and appreciate the power and the loving kindness that he had within himself in that pure spirit state. He moved from that pure spirit state to shape and form known as Yahweh Elohim. That on the Moses chart, please. But that's all right. I'm just, this will just take you down because I think this chart lays it out that even a kindergartner like me can follow this. How Yahweh's manifesting itself in his creation. It's his creation, so he has to manifest himself in it. It's my house. I have to manifest myself in it. I don't say this is my house and then I live in, on the corner. So this is Yahweh's house, Yahweh's creation. He has to manifest himself in it. Now, you're an example of that. I just had my grandson over here yesterday. See, it just had a ball with him. Now, watch this. Now, my grandson looks like my son. Why? Because my son has manifested himself in his child. The same as I manifested myself and his mother manifested herself in him. So the reason you're like that, the reason it happens like that, is because that's what Yahweh Elohim. Yahweh manifested himself as Yahweh Elohim. And then listen, here's the kicker. Here's the thing that the world just can't grasp. And when we do explain it to them, they scratch their head. But I understand why they scratch their head because it comes by revelation. You can't study up on it and you cannot talk to anybody and convince them and make them see it. Yahweh has to give them a revelation. And fortunately for us, Yahweh is still revealing things through Yahshua the Messiah. Still to this very day, every class session, there's a multiplicity of revelations that are exposed, expressed, and received by the sons 
see, new ones and old ones, see. So Yahweh has always operated true to his mode of operation. He does not waver, does not change. Yahweh does not go from a name, an esoteric name like Yahweh Elohim, and then change it and say, now my name is Jehovah. That's not how Yahweh operates. You don't operate like that, do you? Unless you're trying to hide something. My name is Marvin Lewis. And then when I meet somebody down there that I'm trying to trick them or deceive them, I say, my name is Joe Black. Well, Yahweh is not like that. Yahweh is not a deceiver. He does not. Listen, he's the essence of everything. Yahweh wills something and thus it us. So he don't have to trick anybody. You're going to do what he wants you to do, whether you like it or not. That's the kind of power we're talking about. So let me get back on track. Try not to drift too much. See, so Yahweh in this pure spirit state took on shape and form as Yahweh Elohim that you see on the top of this chart. Then after he took on that shape and form, now you see the picture of Moses up there laying down. Moses, this is the man that Yahweh gave the vision and revelation to and, to, and it gave him his name. That was the first person that Yahweh revealed to him his name and what that name meant. See, all the uh, people before him, all the Jews before him, see, Abraham and Isaac and all them, they did not know his name. They knew him as El Shaddai. No one in the world in this whole creation knew that the name of their creator was Yahweh and his title was Elohim. No one knew that. Now Moses was the first one that Yahweh gave his name to. Now, how do you know that? How do you prove that? See, down in this organization, because of this vision, see, we're not just telling you to take things because we said it and you're my friend or you're my son or you're my cousin. Or because you like me and your buddy and you say, I don't have any reason. Listen, and then we use this logic. Well, they don't have any reason to lie to me. We're not asking you to do that. We're asking you to make us prove it to your satisfaction. So I may say some things tonight that didn't prove to you what I said. But the next time you tune in, somebody else will prove to you what I said, even though I might have missed it. See, that's the kind of Elohim we serve, see. We ask him, and then we expect it. We ask Yahweh for something we expect it. That's right. And if we don't get it like we expect it, we get a reason, a, a, a viable, honest, and sincere reason from the Spirit itself why you didn't get it. And invariably, we come to understand and realize that that's not what I needed anyhow. Because Yahweh gives his sons what they need, not necessarily what they want. And don't, don't you do that with your children? Your children come in there every day and they want Kit Kats and Hershey bars and they don't want to eat no uh, greens and they don't want to eat no broccoli. They don't want to eat no corn, right? All they want is cake. But now, is that what you give them? No, you say, no cake today. You are going to eat what's good. So you, you're, you're, you're their parent. You know what they need. 
And by being a parent, it's your responsibility to make sure they get it to the best of your ability or circumstances. So now Yahweh is our parent. That's why, listen, didn't they refer to him as our father in heaven? So he is our parent, our spiritual parent. Our true parents, our physical parents in this creation is just a type and shadow of the true parent who is Yahweh himself or Yahweh Elohim. And Yahweh is obligated as a parent to do the same thing you're obligated to do as a parent. And that is to support your offspring, to provide for your offspring. Now, where do you think you get it from? Do you think it says, well, that's just what parents do. And I knew that when I grew up. No, it's instinctive because Yahweh's like that. He just placed that in mankind as a witness, as a witness to him being the true parent. That's where you get it from. See, we've heard all our lives that we were made in the likeness and image of God. Now, haven't we? But no one ever told us how. We thought when they told us we were in the likeness and image of God, we thought that God looked like us. Now, how's God going to look like us? And he was first. He was here before that creation was even brought forth. So how is he going to look like us? So just that simple calculation right there explains to us that we look like him. He don't look like us. So he was in existence for that. That's why that image you see up there is Yahweh Elohim on the top of this chart to the left. Is in the shape and form of a man. That's the, that's the shape and form that Yahweh chose to manifest himself and to as an example or to express the pattern by which he used to create the entire creation, everything in the creation. From mankind right on down to the dirt that you walk on every day. It's all created after the pattern of Yahweh Elohim in that threefold nature. What threefold nature is that? Lord God, Jesus Christ? No, because that's a trinity. That has been sold to you as a trinity. Now, think about this. Trinity is, two, is a conjunction. Comes from tri-unity. Now, you can't have three being one. That's not possible. If you have three quarters, they don't make one quarter. They're three individual quarters. They're tried. There's three of them. And they're unity because they're the same. They're all quarters. But you still have three individual quarters. They are not one quarter. Now, try unity or a trinity See, it's not possible, it's no possible, there's, there's no way for it to be three to be a unity. Now, since they know that, since they have been, the Christian world has been challenged on that Trinity concept, now they've changed it from saying these three are one 
Now they're saying these three agree in one. Well, if that's the case, if these if those three agree in one, ask them to explain to you when Yahweh or when Yahshua is talking to the Father, and he acts as if sometimes he makes statements that appears as if that he's at uh, odds with the Father. Just like when he's hanging on the cross. Somebody get that scripture. Where he's hanging on the cross and he said, ask him, he says, Father, let this cup pass from me. Now it appears, it appears in that instance that him and the, him and the Father or the Lord and Jesus Christ, they're not on the same accord. See, they got two different missions. The Lord wants him to do this, but Jesus wants to say, I don't want to be hanging on no cross. Someone find that scripture yet? Just when you do, just yes. go that's ahead. Math, that's Matthew 26, excuse me. And I'll start at, um, I think I just started at 39. Uh, Matthew 26, and I'll start at 36. Then cometh Yahshua with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tear ye here and watch with me. And he went at a, excuse me, he went a little further and fell on his face. And pray, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Now, that appears, now that scripture appears to see that Jesus is not in the same tune with uh, the Lord. Because the Lord wants him to sacrifice himself. And he's saying, well, why me? I'm your son. See, so it appears to be like that. But in reality, when you understand Yahweh's purpose and pattern, then you understand that he is he has no choice but to do that. And Yahshua's allow and, and, and Yahweh's allowing Yahshua to manifest those words to prove his obedience to the Father. That in this, now I gotta go into this, and I hope it doesn't confuse anyone. Now, Yahweh, I just talked about earlier that Yahweh manifested in that cloud, see, as pure spirit, then takes on shape and form because he desired to have a physical creation. So you can't have a physical creation or a creation in shape and form unless Yahweh or the creator himself takes on shape and form. So out of that pure spirit state, which is symbolized by the cloud, Yahweh takes on shape and form as Yahweh Elohim. Then next to that, you see Yahweh Elohim standing next to the tabernacle pattern. That was the same tabernacle that they erected in the wilderness of Sinai. From the instructions of the creator or Yahweh himself. See, that's why we have that picture up depicted with Moses up there reposed in that cloud on top of Mount Sinai. And it's right in your book that Yahweh told Moses to come up to the top of Mount Sinai alone and by himself. And then when you go in there and read the scripture 
And I know most of you members have heard this a thousand times before, but there might be somebody that just doesn't understand this. Then when he tells Moses to come up alone and by himself, then Moses has the nerve to take his, go get that scripture for me. I, I'm not going to, when you're ready for the next speaker, just put the sign up. I'm, I'll be done. Um, go down in Exodus. Because what we have to know and have to understand, see, is this is Yahweh's purpose. What me and you think about it ain't worth a nickel. And really what me and you think about each other ain't worth a nickel either. Because we're not relying on each other. We're relying on Yahshua to deliver us from death, hell, and the grave. You have that for me? Yeah, Dr. Lewis, you want where Moses goes up with Joshua. Right. And it said Moses told to come up alone and by himself. And then it said Moses and Joshua moved one up. So that's Exodus 24 and 13. And Moses rose up and his minister Joshua. And Moses went up into the mountain of Elohim. Now watch this. Now didn't Moses, didn't Joshua tell Moses when he gave him that command, Moses, you come up alone and by yourself. Now hear this Joshua, who is Moses's minister. In other words, he's there to minister to Moses, to give him, and what a minister does is what they, they supply you with whatever you need to accomplish what your mission is, or what your purpose is, or what your job is. See, that's what a minister does. The minister of health in a country, his job is to make sure everybody's healthy, gets everything they need in order to be healthy. So now he's Moses's minister. So he's going along with Moses to make sure he has everything that he needs. Now, the only one that can make sure Moses has everything that he needs is really is Yahweh himself. And in this case of who you call Joshua, his true name was Joshua. No J, no Joshua, no J, no Jesus. Just do a little research on your part. See, when Moses and Joshua who the world calls Joshua were walking the earth and manifested in the flesh, and they were real people. Make no mistake about that. They are not just some, some religious imagination. They were real genuine people, and archaeologists have proven that. See, there was no J in any, any language on the planet Earth when they were alive and Yahweh was manifesting his purpose through them. So no J, no Joshua, no J, no Jesus. So like the moderator said, if you tuned in at the beginning, then we should obviously ask ourselves, if there was no J, then what was the name of the savior when he walked the earth? could not, it's impossible for it to have been Jesus Christ. And there's no date about that, debate about it. Now, if you want to ask, go ask a minister. Go ask the Pope if you ever get to Rome. And here's the response you're going to get. It's if you ask the question, was the Savior's name really Joshua? Yeah, but it don't make any difference what you call him. That's not what he said. As a matter of fact, Joshua on numerous occasions 
makes it known that that's the only, the only savior you have is Yahweh manifesting through Yahshua the Messiah. And Yahshua the Messiah told them disciples and apostles many times. He said that if you believe on me, you shall be saved. And pull that scripture up first so they'll know I'm not just out here uh, smoking and joking, uh, some kind of indoctrination that I've received. See, it's right in your book. Now, you can look in your book and say, my book says Jesus. No, Jay, no Jesus. And I'll guarantee you, who you call Jesus, who is Yahshua the Messiah, the true Savior, was walking the earth long before your Bible was printed. So if that Bible would have been printed when he was walking earth, there would not have been a J or Jesus in it. You can go back to the uh, uh, 1600 Bible and it ain't got no J's in it. So how do you think there was J's around there some 2000 years ago when the savior walked the earth? You have languages in this earth now in that part of the country where all these events took place in the so-called Middle East, they still don't use the word J. They still don't use the letter J. Many of them can't even say the letter J. There's nothing in their vocabulary that could cause them to form their mouth to say, Jah, Jesus, Jehovah, Jasmine, Joseph, Julia. They couldn't even say it if they wanted to. That's to this present day. So listen, folks, it was impossible. I don't care what your Bible says. And listen, it ain't just Jesus. All those Bible, all those names in the Bible that say uh, uh, Jupiter, uh, Jonathan, uh, James, wrong. All those names are wrong. There was no J. It was impossible for those names to be that. See, there was no Jews. They were Yehudas. Why? The J is simply just a, a corruption of the, of the letter Y. And do a little research. Don't take our word for it. Just once we're done, just go online and just type in the question. Listen, Google's amazing. Just type in the J, the letter J, when they come about. So here we have this chart here. This is what we call our, our, the name chart because what it, the reason we call it that is because it's an in-depth explanation of the names of your creator. Yahweh, Elohim, and Yahshua. And right below there has the explanation of the state of existence. Now, Yahweh in that pure spirit state, that's the father, pure spirit, one. Then Yahweh Elohim. Now I know the title up there just says Elohim. That's a pluralistic title. More correctly, it's Yahweh Elohim because they are one and the same. It's just Yahweh in pure spirit, invisible, inscrutable, incomprehensible. Then it necessitated, as we saw on the previous chart, the Moses chart, that Yahweh, because he desired to have a creation, took on shape and form as Yahweh Elohim. The same spirit just manifested in shape and form. 
So that is Yahweh Elohim. That's the pluralisticness of it. It's Yahweh in pure spirit and Yahweh in physical, in visionary shape and form, not physical. But it's both Yahweh. So that's a pluralistic title, Elohim. Then later on, he manifested in the flesh where we could touch, feel, talk to, see, hear, crucify, stone, as Yahshua the Messiah, or the Holy Spirit manifested in the flesh. So that was the Father on the ground. You heard that old saying they talking about now, boots on the ground? That was boots on the ground. See, that Yahweh himself just came on down. Yahweh himself took on shape and form as Yahweh Elohim, that pluralistic identity brought forth the creation. Now, since he desired that the creation have shape and form, then it was necessary for Yahweh himself to take on shape and form because it's patterned after him. The creation is patterned after him. And then after, after he took on shape and form, I see, I see the five minute bell. After he took on shape and form as Yahweh Elohim, created the creation, puts mankind in it. Then he came right on down and started walking around his, in his creation as Yahshua the Messiah or the Holy Spirit. See, Yahweh Elohim manifested in the flesh. So you have to come back, folks. We know that these things are new and sometimes they are hard to be understood. But you have to continue to come back. It took you a lot of years to get all messed up about this thing about your creator and what your salvation is. And you certainly are not going to get unscrambled. You're not going to get that unscrambled out of your brain in 10 or 12 two-hour sessions. Just not going to happen. And before I go, uh, I wanted to make mention of this, that just recently we have uh, lost one of our dear brethren uh, in the gospel. And that was uh, my personal barber, Lakeisha Leatherberry, but she was more than that. She was a sister in the faith. She was a supporter of the truth. She adhered to the truth diligently. Yahweh used Lakeisha Leatherberry to manifest to all the sons that knew her or even knew of her that he actually truly is. Yahshua is the resurrection because most of us are conscious of the fact that he resurrected her from a death state on multiple occasions to the point that many of the time, many a time, the doctors told her family members, her mother, we don't know how she's alive. We don't know how she came through this. It was nothing we did. We just did our routine. So Yahweh does that. He takes us on to manifest his mercy and his kindness so that we sitting here in this physical creation in these physical bodies can come to appreciate 
Yahweh manifesting his loving kindness through Yahshua the Messiah. And in reality, folks, the fact that Yahweh through Yahshua saw fit to bring his servant home in Keisha recently, that shows how much he really loves us. That's right. Is he allows us to elevate out of this miserable, physical, worrisome body and see to sleep and rest, see, until the resurrection. Mm -hmm. No more pain, no more anxiety, no more facing any more prejudice. See, just that peace waiting on Yahshua to deliver you, see, to the Father for the righteous, everlasting, eternal glory that he has promised his sons. So we'll miss Keisha, but many of us, our goal is to be just like her, being a part of the body, out of this physical misery, yes. and under the altar, waiting on the instantaneous revelation of Yahshua Messiah, yes. that we may go in glory and be glorified along with him. So thank you for the time, and I appreciate it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Lewis. And for our second speaker, we have to call on Dr. Sharon Lewis. Dr. Lewis? I would like to say good, good evening to the class. Good evening. And it's always a pleasure uh, to have anything to say regarding this great, magnificent teaching that we have become a part of. I am humbly um, thankful to Yahweh this evening for everything. This entire week has been um, challenging and it has caused me to once again, you know, call upon Yahweh, which I find myself, as I'm sure all of you do now, every day, every moment. He's constantly causing me to be aware of his ever-presence. Yahweh is not slack concerning his promise at all. And there's so many things that he has showed us and is showing us, and we're just grateful for it. This is a magnificent teaching. The, our previous dean, Dr. Eugene Brazil, he used to say that all the time, magnificent Elohim. He's a magnificent Elohim. It's, it's, it's beyond comprehension, really, how magnificent he is. Because Yahweh's thoughts are not our thoughts, and neither are his ways our ways. So whereas things may happen that may seem or appear that, oh, that's just not right, or, oh, that's too bad, but it's really not. Because all things work to the good for them that love Yahweh. There's nothing that he's doing haphazardly, but he called each and every last one of us into this glorious liberty, this glorious light, and gave us an understanding. And the thing that I'm so thankful for is that he's given me this understanding in this apparently last day and age. 
See, it's not a question anymore where we are. I was just asking um, before class, I was remembering the news that they talked about what's going over there, going on over in Israel. And it made me think of the scripture. I think it's over there in Luke when it talks about when you see Jerusalem compassed about with armies. Now what they're talking about now, and it's been going on, we've heard the story so many times before, wars and rumors of wars. Mm -hmm. But what we are hearing now is that it's facing, it's going towards a full-fledged war, you know? And they're, you know, so it's armies, it's bombing, it's, why? Because of the nat a nationality, a religious war, you know, don't want to be occupied on the physical land. The world don't know the Jerusalem above is what Yahweh's talking about in reality. But these things he did foretell to show forth the end of time where we are. So we're living in the last days. Dr. Kennedy did not hesitate in saying those things. And there's a lot of things that we will see and a lot of things that we have already seen. And the thing that we do understand and know is that Yahweh has the power to deliver us from any and all situations, all things. He has the power to do that because he is a saving Elohim. So I was reading, I found, uh, been cleaning out my attic and whatnot and found some uh, notes that I've taken on Dick Davis and in light of Dr. Our Brethren that, that just passed and made me think about it, I was glad I found it. And the notes in it, he was describing, the, uh, for those of you who may not know, Dick Davis uh, experienced a horrific uh, motorcycle accident and he essentially died. And uh, the story goes that Dr. Um, Kenley came to his bedside and concentrated and, and called him back. And we know these things in our archives and things that have been prophesied about the man, Dr. Kenley, and who that was in that body, that he brought him back or through the spirit of Yahweh healed him. So we know about these healings as Dr. Lewis was stating so many times with our brethren, so many times, so many of us have experienced it, you know? And, but one particular thing, as I was reading my notes, I was listening to the tape and I was reading the notes that I took from his um, testimony back in 1974, I believe this happened. And some of the things that he has said was profound actually. Um, when he mentioned about that particular state that he was in when he was hit by this car, which damaged many parts of his body. He said he was caught up in a beautiful light. And this was comforting to me this morning when I read it, because this was someone that was um, allowed to have this experience so that he can share it. And so that's what he did is Yahweh brought him back from that death state so that he can share what is on the other side, if you would. I don't know how, how else to say it, but his experience out of this body. And he says he was caught up in a beautiful light. He said the light was so safe and secure. 
He said it was peaceful. He made mention that it was pure ecstasy. He said it was someplace he forgot that he was already there before. He said he was in eternity with Yahweh. The light was high everywhere. He said it was so satisfying and he was so happy. He was totally involved in peace. So complete and so fulfilling. He needed nothing, peace and security. Then he goes on to say that he felt or knew that I can't recall exactly how it was that Dr. Kinley started to concentrate and felt this disturbance, if you would, I think it was that he said. And he says, and he felt himself being brought back. These are my words. I, I, I was writing from his tape, but he says it was pure, utter blackness and cold and darkness coming back. Now, the, what I just described to you is what he described being out of the body and then coming back into that consciousness or into the flesh. It was hate everywhere. It made me think about when I was reading this this morning, it made me think about the state and condition of this crazy world. There's hate everywhere. He says he was in darkness and deep darkness. You see, so it's a complete opposite being out of the body. You know, the coldness and the hate, the delusional, the everything. So this is what, I mean, for me, it was comforting. We've lost uh, many loved ones who, and I, I'm, I'm even rephrasing myself now. I try not to say the word loss, like, oh, I'm sorry you lost your loved one. Right. We didn't really lose them. They're better off. You know, this is what Yahweh is showing us, not to be afraid. And this is one of the things that Dick Davis talked about, too. He said, don't be afraid of it. You know, we, we feel like that we, we, because we don't know, you know, he said it's something so beautiful that there are no words to tell or to describe it. Don't be afraid of it. It is wonderful. That's what I wrote down. And so just saying that to me was comforting, you know, when I think of our loved ones who have gone on. But see, Yahweh has prepared, and get that scripture for me, that says, eyes have not seen, nor ears have heard. You know, I just want to have that testimony because our loved ones are okay. If in Yahshua, and I want you to get the scripture reading too, because it was powerful. It's one of my favorite scriptures. And get that scripture reading and just start, and I'll say this, and, and that's it. I, you know, it's just, I'm just, I'm grateful, I'm thankful that Yahweh is showing me anything about him. And you know what I am so grateful and thankful for, especially, is that Yahweh kept me. I'm not bragging upon myself. I know for surety, I probably wouldn't have been here if Yahweh didn't make me stay here. And that goes for all of us. 
He kept us. We've been in the school for many years. He kept us. He kept us grounded. And over in Matthews, it says, the, he who endures till the end, and enduring is endurance. It's not a walk in the park. You're enduring mm -hmm. some things. He that endure till the end of this thing, the same will be saved. And we have to have faith and we have to have confidence in that. And one of the things that Dick Davis said when he finished at the end of his um, testimony, he encouraged everyone to read um, Mark the 11th chapter. And mm -hmm. it talked about that faith. See, having faith of a grain of a mustard seed. He talked about Ninabel, always liked that. We'll always encourage them. I believe that was Dr. Kinley's sister. I think, but nevertheless, you know, it's having confidence and faith in what Yahweh has promised us, you see? You know, cause he promised his son. Now everyone hasn't been made that promise. You see, it's to his son. So read over there. Where did I have you read? What did I call first? First uh, Corinthians call? two and nine. Yes. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians two and nine, but it is written. But as it is written, I hath not seen. Now this nor is your eyes. These are your eyes, which you see out of. Our physical eyes have not seen. Read. I have not seen, nor ear heard. Neither have entered into the heart of man the things which Yahweh hath prepared for them that love Him. Now we can't see it with the physical eye. We can't hear it with the physical ear. You have not come around it to see the magnitude and the beauty of what Yahweh has prepared for them that love them. But he goes on to say something else. Read. 10. But Yahweh hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. Only if Yahweh reveals it unto us by his spirit. And he has showed many of us that simply through the death, burial, resurrection. We have listened over the years to this teaching and understanding. And when Yahweh gave us a quickening or a light of understanding, we say, I see. And it was exhilarating. See, that's a spiritual manifestation of what he's talking about. But we can't even begin to come up with the thought process of what outside of this flesh and in Yahshua will be like. Because that's what he said. So go over it for me and get the scripture reading and I will be done after that. I just wanted to just, you know, have a few words, testimony to say. Go ahead and read. That's John 11 and 1. Mm. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed Yahshua with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Rabbi, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Yahshua heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, mm -hmm. but for the glory of Yahweh, that the son of Yahweh might be glorified thereby. Now Yahshua loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days 
still in the same place where he was. Now this was done intentional when he had heard that Lazarus was sick, but he, he didn't make a mad dash over there to where they were. He abode two extra days now. Go ahead mm -hmm. and read. Then after that, saith he to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. His disciples saith unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again. Yahshua mm -hmm. answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? Mm -hmm. If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, yeah. because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. Mm -hmm. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth. Now, but I go. Lazarus is asleep. You see, that's all it is. It's asleep. I remember my brother, Dr. Eugene, used to say, it's like walking from your living room to your dining room. You just went to another room. You know, you're just asleep. And when you really think about sleep, like I did last night, I passed out, <laughs> I was tired and don't remember nothing during the six hours that I slept, nothing. Like no consciousness, we just sleep. But then Yahweh woke me up and then I can refer back to what I did before I went to sleep. You see, go ahead and read. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Mm -hmm. Then said his disciples, Rabbi, if he sleep, he do well. Howbeit Yahshua spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking a rest and sleep. Then said Yahshua unto them, plainly, Lazarus is dead. And see, that's what Yahshua has to do, speak plainly. A mm -hmm. carnal mind is a terrible thing. We can't go any further than the carnality. So they could not perceive what he was saying. He says, you know, Okay, he's asleep because I know he's asleep because that's what I termed it as. You know, he's not dead because he believes in me, you see. So then he had to tell them from a car, because they're carnal, Lazarus is dead. Okay, he's dead. That's the only way they understood. Go ahead and read. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there. That's right. To the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens so many times in our lives. Yahweh mm -hmm. allow events and occurrences to go, to happen, so that he can prove himself. Not prove us, prove him, prove his power of the resurrection. Continue reading. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, mm -hmm. unto his fellow disciples, let us go also go, that we may die with him. Then when Yahshua came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. Okay, and many so of the I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, because throughout this scripture, there are principles that mm -hmm. says that Lazarus was dead four days. And Yahshua, the Messiah, or we can look at that ethereal sun, was placed in the sky on the fourth day, representing Yahshua, the Messiah the resurrection. Then you have also Yahshua himself manifested in the flesh at the end of the 4,000 year. See, that means that he's now on the scene, you know, now on the scene. 
You see? Salvation has come. Salvation has come. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? You see? So it had to. So after that period of time, after four days that Lazarus has been dead, Yahweh is going to resurrect him. Why? It's because he is the resurrection. These principles are awesome. These principles are steadfast. These principles are sure. And they're forever, ever happening. Continue reading. 19th verse. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Yahshua was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Yahshua, Rabbi, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. Mm -hmm. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of Yahweh, Yahweh will give it thee. Yahshua mm. saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. See, can't, can't proceed. He says right. that brother will rise again. See, that's why you, you, we, in believing in Yahshua, we had, we had, a special lecture and the title was what is the work that we do now after the death, burial, resurrection of Yahshua Messiah. Mm -hmm. And that work that we are to do now is believe on him that did the work. Right. You see, it's not to do anything physical. See, it's believe on him who thou hast sent. That's our work today. Just believe it. And how do we believe it? We have faith over because of the overturning and overturning of the actions and the work of the Messiah. If we if we know he had if we see the principles of his death, burial, resurrection, in one event, we could expect them in another one. See, we have confidence. We used to always say, you have confidence every day. You buy a new car, you have confidence that car, you're going to go out there and start it. You know, brand new day. You can start it over and over and over. You don't even think about it. Or you have confidence the sun will shine, even if you don't see it over and over and over, because that's what we have witnessed over and over again. This is the confidence that Yahweh's given us. Believe in him. Believe what he said. You ask it, you shall receive it. We have confidence in the Messiah. Go ahead and read. 25th verse. Mm -hmm. Yahshua said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. I think it is beautiful. The I am mm -hmm. the resurrection. He was the resurrection and the life. He was the Holy Spirit the fullness of it, and that bodily form, he himself was the resurrection and the life. So he says, he, read it again, please. That Yahshua said unto her, I am the resurrection I and am the life. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me. Now, if you believe, like I says, believe on him. He that believeth in me, read. Though he were dead, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Yet shall he live. Now you're talking about some power. 
Mm -hmm. You see, we see that manifestation. That's why Yahweh had to show that through Dick Davis as an example, many other times of healing that this man, Dr. Kinley, did in that flesh. See, representing Yahshua Messiah, walked around on the earth plains, healing people, raising people from the dead, reading unexpressed thoughts, making blind to see and deaf to hear. So he healed people. He resurrected them because he was the resurrection or is the resurrection. Continue. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me. Now, if you die. live, see, it picks up both sides. If you die and believe in me, you're going to live again. If you live and believe in me, you never die. Mm -hmm. That was many of our loved ones who have left on. They believe in Yahweh. They never die. In, in their life, they believed in Yahweh. You and I believe in Yahweh. We will never, ever die believest thou this that's right it's really something to think about and guess what people yahweh is bringing us to understand that see bring, bringing us to realize it you see that's what he's doing this time that we have left he's firming us up he is causing the elect to get wiser, understand more, and it's causing those that resist him and deny him to get worse and worse. See, that's what's happening right now. So we're moving closer and closer to the light. And those that don't see and understand Yahweh is moving further and further away. Over in Revelations, the 21st chapter talked about the dogs on the outside and hormones and death and hell and darkness. There's no sun. You see, that state, that state is for real and it's being reflective in the world right now. You see, Yahweh is awesome. So finish reading that last part. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. That's right. Believest thou this? Believest thou this? Ask mm -hmm. the question, do you believe this? See, in other words, there's so many examples. Remember, remember, um, remember the children of Israel coming up out of death, hell, and the grave? It called Egypt, that bondage, you know, Yahweh just, just brought them out, you know, delivered them with such a mighty hand, you know, and I, nobody could have done what Yahweh did. And they went out to spy out the land of Canaan's land, that land that Yahweh gave them to inherit, where they didn't have to till the ground or build the homes. It was already prepared for them. Do you know that we, that there is a place prepared for us? That's what Yahshua said. He go to prepare that place. You see, we know that's the Holy Spirit in these bodies, but he, it was already purpose and it was already prepared for them to inherit life or Canaan's land, if you will. 
Canaan's land. Like you look at this chart, you see Egypt in the wilderness of Sinai and then Canaan's land. So that Egypt is likened to the court roundabout and the wilderness of Sinai is the holy place. And the most holy place is the type of, um, a Canaan land is the type of the most holy place or heaven itself. So it was them inheriting heaven, if you would, Canaan land, the promised land. But they did not believe. You see, they doubted Yahweh. They doubted everything they saw in Egypt. They doubted their deliverance. It was out there in, in the wilderness. They doubted. They doubted the deliverance from the 10 devastating plagues. They doubted Yahweh would feed them in the wilderness. They complained, give them water, they complained. Now it's time to go and inherit the promised land that I set aside for you. And you don't have to do nothing. Just step into your brand new house, if you would. You don't have to do nothing. You don't have to do nothing. You don't have to work. See, that's where we're at now. You don't have to work. You don't have to do nothing. You don't have to eat Lord's suppers. You don't have to get baptized. You don't have to tithe. You don't do none of that physically. There is absolutely nothing physically we can do to worship our creator. I see the five minute, you see. So therefore, all just go and obtain your inheritance. But they were afraid. They said, we can't take that land, you see. so. They're right, once again, from disbelief. They didn't believe that Yahweh would fight for them. They didn't believe Yahweh would cause them to inherit that. There were giants in those lands. So the people were big. You know, everything was big over there. They didn't believe they could take it. And Yahweh had already said it so. You see? So read that last part. 27th verse, mm -hmm. she saith unto him, Yea, Rabbi, I believe that thou art the Messiah, the mm -hmm. Son of Yahweh, mm -hmm. which should come into the world. Mm -hmm. And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Yahshua was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. Mm -hmm. the, the Jews then, which were with her in the house, and comforted her. When they saw Mary, they, she rose up hastily and went out, mm -hmm. followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Yahshua was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Rabbi, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. When Yahshua therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled mm -hmm. and said, where have you laid him? They said unto him, Rabbi, come and see. Yahshua wept. Mm -hmm. Then said the Jews, behold, how he loved them, mm -hmm. him. And some of them said, could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should not have died? Mm -hmm. Yahshua, therefore, again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Yahshua said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Rabbi, but this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Mm -hmm. Yahshua saith unto her, 
said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou should see the glory of Yahweh. Mm -hmm. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Yahshua lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. That's right. And I knew that thou hearest me always. Mm -hmm. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. Mm -hmm. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with mm -hmm. grave clothes. Mm -hmm. And his face was bound about. Wrong, excuse me, was bound about with the napkin. Mm -hmm. Yahshua saith unto them, loose him loose. and let him go. There you go. Loose him. So after 4,000 years when the Messiah manifested in a physical body, he came in to redeem or to loose his son from the tenets of this physical way of worshiping. He fulfilled everything, including Joshua wept the shortest verse in the Bible, so they said. You see, he's fulfilling everything. And he came in and he loosed mankind and into the resurrection. But now the thing is, is that he had to say, Lazarus, come forth. Because we understand now that had he just said, dead, rise, everybody dead would have rose because he is the resurrection. So in closing, Yahshua will resurrect just like he promised that he would. He has, he has answered our prayers. He has instored for those that love him, things that we can't even imagine. So I say, brother and sisters, you know, let's continue on. Continue on in the faith, continue believing Yahweh, continue trusting, and Yahweh will carry us through until the very, very closing of this age where we're transitioned into a new way of life. I hope somebody got something out of it. And if so, all praises to Yashua. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Lewis. And for our next speaker, we're happy to call on Dr. Carl Leatherberry. Dr. Leatherberry. I'm so sorry I cannot speak right now. I just want to say thank Joshua for allowing me to, you know, sit here and have the strength to listen to class, you know, have the strength to anything. So I just want to hear the gospel and I, I do love the brother. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. And for our next speaker, We'll have Dr. Felicia Hamilton. Dr. Hamilton. I want to say uh, good day to everyone. I have really, truly, truly enjoyed class um, thus far. Um, that scripture lesson was timely because, as as the previous speaker said, the previous two speakers said, you know, losing our brother and um, and not losing her, like she said, her transitioning out of this flesh um is for me i won't say a sorrowful i cry because i will miss talking with her you know about the way we grew up things we went through talking about the gospel that's what i'm gonna miss but 
I know that she didn't die. Yahweh just moved her from one state to the other, as the previous speaker said. And Yahweh gives us proof and evidence of that every single day. There is no reason for any of us to doubt that Yahshua the Messiah is the resurrection and the life. We see that sun come up. We see it go down. It comes up. It goes down. We don't doubt that it's going to come back up. So we don't doubt that our brethren will be resurrected like Lazarus was. Lazarus came back physically, but he had to die again. But like the scriptures said, if you believe in me and you live, you'll never die. So Lakeisha is not gone. She didn't die. She just transitioned from one state to the other. And the previous speaker mentioned about moving from one room to the other. And I thought that was so pretty because I remember listening to a medical podcast years ago where they explain the phenomenon of forgetting something. So you're in your kitchen. You know you need to go to your bedroom to get a book. You go to leave the kitchen, and by the time you get to the bedroom, you forgot what you came to the bedroom for. Scientists said the very act of moving across a barrier is what makes you forget. So think about that. The very act of being moved out of this flesh makes us forget about all this crap that we had to deal with. That gives us rest. That is what makes me cry. And I literally told her when she was on that respirator, I am jealous. You have rest now. Yahweh saw fit to let you leave this crappy physical existence to be in rest. Now, I'm not regretting my physical life. Yahweh gave it to me, and I am going to take advantage of it, and I am grateful for it. But I know, and I have been, it's been proven to me years ago, that there is something better. This is not our final destination. So because it's not, and I need one of my scripture readers to get that scripture, is if in this life we have hope. I used to be so confused by that. I couldn't understand that scripture. But as time went by and Yahweh, because of who he is and his mercy, he took the time and he showed it to me what that really meant. And I'm grateful for that because what that allows me to do is to endure these so-called losses of brethren and loved ones. It is hard, especially as we get older, we do see those people leaving our lives. But what it should also do and what it has done for me is say, okay, Yahweh, I need to take this thing more seriously. I need to study more. I need to pay attention to these principles in my everyday life. But then I say, Yahweh, you have to make me do it because I know I can't do it on my own. So go ahead and get that scripture for me, if you will, please. First Corinthians 15 and 19. Mm -hmm. If in this life only we have hope in the Messiah, we are of all men most miserable. So see, when someone is in a state as our brother was before she finally expired, don't have the hope or don't hold out hope that Yahweh is going to keep her and it's just going to be all good. Why is staying here good? Why is that good? Don't have hope in this life. You have hope in the resurrection and what Yahweh has in store because that's permanent. This is only temporary. 
that used to bother me, it does not bother me anymore because it's another state, it's a permanent state that Yahweh has reserved for his sons that we should know that beautiful, glorious thing that Dr. Dick Davis talked about. And I'm, I'm hoping, you know, our, our fellow Zoom co-host, Dr. Lewis, will play that tape one day because I know a lot of people have not heard it. It's beautiful if you hear it. This is somebody who literally came back from the dead and he told us the the inner, I don't, I don't know if it's called an intermediate state, but the state that he was in, he described how beautiful it was and how peaceful it was. And he said, that wasn't even heaven. So can you imagine? So I am very grateful that Yahweh saw fit to relieve Keisha from this bondage called the flesh. You all know how much she had to deal with with that disease. It's a horrific disease. Every time you talk to a doctor, you talk to a doctor that's sincere, they will tell you that's one of the most horrific diseases you can have. I have a first cousin that died at 18 from it. It's horrible. The pain that you deal with, and then you got to go to the hospital and people think you're a drug addict because you take the lot of it and that doesn't do anything and you want more. Oh, you just want some drugs. No, you don't. You're in so much pain. It's horrible. So Yahweh, because he loved her, he said, you know what? You are free. And I am so grateful for that. I'm so grateful to know that because that gives me peace. And I'm hoping it gives everyone else that peace. But this is an individual thing. Yahweh has, is winding this thing down as we see with the, the conflicts in the Middle East. Dr. Kenley told us, keep your eye on the Middle East. He's winding it down. And because he's winding it down, we as sons have to stop walking in darkness. Open your eyes, see what it is Yahweh wants you to see. Ask him to show you what it is you need to see so you can get that crown as well. Because all, we all have to leave here. It's not an if. It's a win. I say that all the time. Don't think you won't leave here. I think the wake-up call for us, for a few of us, is that Keisha left at 44. And I think even that's a beautiful principle. You know, Yahweh does not do anything haphazardly. He knew exactly when her time was, just like he knows when all of our time is. So I am just very grateful that me, little old Felicia, who you know, grew up in the projects, that he called me to be a son. And he called me to be a son through Dr. Betty King. And I think that is just wonderful. It's wonderful how Yahweh does things. When you look back at your life and you see all the things that Yahweh has done for you, you thank him every single day. I don't care what state you're in. You thank Yahweh for it because he's trying to show you something. Right. So what he did for me was he put Lakeisha in my life. We would fight sometimes. I'm telling you, we would have some nasty arguments. But we always came back to, girl, you know what I love you. You know what I love you. You know, Yashua wouldn't like you. know he wouldn't like that. You get on my nerves. You get on my nerves too. I love you. I love you too. See, that's what, that's what the spirit of Yahweh does. You're not saying you got to get along all the time. That's just impossible. But what you do because you have the spirit of Yahweh in you, you come back together and go, you know what? That's so petty. 
I love you, even if you weren't wrong. It's been many a times both of us were wrong, but the but the of uh, the one that wasn't wrong would apologize. Why? Just to make peace, because it it doesn't matter. None of this stuff matters. We have to. And now that I'm hearing people talking about we don't need Yahshua anymore, that because you are Yahweh, you don't need Yahshua, you hold on. Hold on. As Dr. I think Dr. Lauren Lewis said and, and one of the other, or I think it was Lindsay Wright, you shake me every which way, Yahweh, but don't let me go. Don't let me fall to the, to the wiles of that satanic spirit. I'm telling you, that devil is getting slicker and slicker and slicker. He is out for the sons. We have a target on our back. So because we do, we have to be there for one another. You guys are all I have left. Yahweh, I was asking Yahweh, why do you keep taking the ones that I can talk to about growing up and, and having memories of my mom and I and all that? And Yahweh said, honey, I'm the one you should be looking towards. And I'm grateful for that but I know that you all are my family. I know that, and I'm grateful for that. And I appreciate every last one of you. But in the end, what I have to do is look at Yahweh and look towards Yahshua because he is the one that gives me peace. He is the one that gave Lakeisha peace. He is the one that's gonna give all us that peace if we just hold on and focus on him. So I, what I wanted to do was to talk about uh, what Yahweh had on my mind way before this whole thing with Lakeisha happened. I talked with uh, Dorian and Lauren about it. And, I, and you know, with us three being co-hosts on the Zoom, it's a lot of responsibility. But Yahweh told me, you know, this is what you're giving. You have to do this. So what he put on my mind, and I, I ran it by them, and they said they would appreciate that is to go and have lectures on this green chart. We, we rarely, rarely talk about this chart. And it's a phenomenal chart if you look at it. It's, it's really talking about the whole creation as the title says, the creator image by his creation. So what I'm gonna do, Yahweh allowing is every other Thursday, talk about this green chart, some aspect of the chart. There's so much to go over. We'll have guest speakers. You know, I'm thinking about Dr. Alicia Keys. She can talk about childbirth. Just all these things. I know Brandon is x-ray tech, or I forgot Brandon. I probably got it wrong, but you know what I mean. Maybe he can talk on the bones or the images. This chart is beautiful. I have talked with some of the elders, Dr. Walsh, who was in the 1971, at the 1971 convention. I've talked to Dr. Um, Dr. Snyder and others about this green chart. And I wanna share what Yahweh has shown me about it. So it's gonna be a series of lectures. Like I said, every other Tuesday, I'm sorry, every other Thursday, the Thursday that uh, we don't, the same week we don't have a recording. And just wanna go dive deep into it. And if somebody, if, if Yahweh moves you to wanna speak on anything on this chart, let me know. Because this is why we are still here. This is why Yahweh, has this grace period because it's more he needs for us to know. There is so much that we can focus on. Get out of those, get off of Facebook, get right. out of TV shows, get off of all of that stuff. 
Look at what Yahweh has made. There's so much. You can't even exhaust him. I was listening to that, to one of the Dr. Kinley tapes. He said, you just pick something. That's right. And ask Yahweh to show you his purpose, his pattern and plan through whatever it is you pick. I don't care what it is. Yahweh will do that, but you have to be sincere about it. So I said, you know what, Yahweh, I really want to go into that green chart. He said, okay, for the people that gave the information I've gotten so far, and I haven't even talked to everybody I want to talk to. But see, when you're sincere, Yahweh will open that up for you. All that other stuff you're dealing with is temporal. It has no life in it whatsoever. Leave it alone. Let it go. Focus on this thing. Focus on Yahshua. This thing is, is, is beautiful when Yahweh starts to show you. Me first, I know I get so caught up in work, and that's what me and Keisha would talk about all the time. She said, I'm so glad when Yahweh free you from that job. They always just got you working. I said, girl, be careful what you say. I don't want to be having no job, <laughs> you know? But I knew what she meant because I couldn't focus on studying. I couldn't focus on class because of work. But Yahweh is allowing that transition for me. I still have my job, but he's allowing me to be able to focus on his purpose, his pattern, his plan. And that just makes me so happy. I'm telling you, I'm smiling now because I just can't wait to start talking about this because the one who teaches is the one who learns. So you ever see yourself talking to somebody about the gospel and something come out of your mouth? You go, I didn't know I knew that. But that's how Yahweh works. He reveals things to you as you're teaching them to someone else. So I'm looking forward to, to see what Yahweh has to show me about this gospel. And I hope you all are too. And if you haven't learned anything from the suffering that Keisha went through, learn this, that no matter what it was Yahweh sent her through, she always gave all the honor, glory, and, and praise to him. She will always say, I know, you know, if Yahweh going to resurrect me, he either going to resurrect me in the flesh or in the spirit, but I'm going to have a resurrection. I will always remember that. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So see, this time, he said, you know what, girl? You're done with this flesh. You go ahead and you go ahead and have your rest. And I'm grateful for that because she knew that. She didn't need for us to tell her that. She knew that. And we all know that. Right. Stay in class. Be mindful of your conduct. Because that, that's something I think about too. I, you know, I talk to some brother or right. or whatever, and I think about, I, I look at how they conduct themselves, and I'm in awe. Like, wow, I look at people. I'm like, and people are looking at us. So be mindful of how you conduct yourselves. We are the sons of the most high Elohim. Do you know how proud I am to say that? That I am an ambassador of Yahshua the Messiah and I'm going to walk with my head up and proud. I'm not going to walk out in these streets and act all stupid and crazy because mm -hmm. I know who my father is and I don't want him to be disappointed in me. Right. Let's see, we're going to slip. We're going to fall just like our children do. I even tell my girls that today. It's okay. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess mm -hmm. up. But I still love you. But pick yourself back up. Dust yourself off. Look towards Yahweh, who should be your ultimate goal. And keep on stepping. It's mm -hmm. okay. This thing is it's beautiful. And I, I, like I said, I really, the only thing I really wanted to say was I really want to get started to focus on those charts. So um, I'm hoping if, if Yahweh has shown you anything on this green chart and you want to talk about it, reach out. If you want to have study sessions about it, hey, we can do that too, because that's what, that's what matters. But I really do want to start focusing on this chart. And, I'm, and by me saying it, that's Yahweh holding me to it. 
So let's let's start getting into these things. Let's dive into them. So I, I don't want to take up any more time. I want to allow um, a little bit of time for another speaker because I know we have so many people that would like something to say. So, you know, with that, I'll give all my honor, all my praise and all my glory to Yahshua the Messiah through who Yahweh sent. Yahweh said, you, you call on Yahshua, not him. We know where Yahweh, but you call on Yahshua. So I, I am going to leave it there and I'm going to allow time for another speaker. And our next speaker will be Dr. Lauren Lewis. Thank you very much. I'd like to say good evening to the class, and um, I don't know about anybody else, but um, I truly, truly enjoyed um, tonight's lecture, and um, Yahshua is, uh, he's a completely awesome and mighty ale, you know, when I heard the uh, second speaker speaking, you know, no one had the opportunity to come together and have a caucus about anything. And when she had went into, um, you know, her notes from the audio of Dr. Dick Davis, you know, earlier today, you know, I was just thinking about the resurrection of Yahshua the Messiah. And I, that recording had popped in my head again. And I had restored that recording not too long ago to, um, an acquaintance of mine that I had invited to come to class and they had um, come to class for some time and uh, Yahweh willing, hopefully they will come back onto these Zoom classes. <clears throat> and I remember I'd shared this with this individual when they were at one of the lower, lowest times. Um, and it's the power that was conveyed in that message. Um, and then, you know, um, Dr. Hamilton mentions it again, and I, I sent a text while she was speaking and, um, uh, to Dr. Lewis and her, and I said, you know, it's funny you guys mentioned this. I had already thought maybe we should play this recording. So I said, all that to say is not my thoughts and it's not their thoughts, but it is Yahweh's will. And we are all one body in, in, in the body of Yahshua Messiah, many members, one body. And if someone could get that scripture, um, um, I think it's a scripture that, that speaks to that. Um, and I'm sorry, I don't quite remember it right off the top of my head, um, especially if I'm not <laughs> reading at that moment. Um, but if someone knows where that's at, if they can read that for me, and, and if you can possibly just pick up the train of thought as well. I believe there's some other good stuff in that. First Corinthians 12 and 12. Okay, thank you. For as the body is one and hath many members... And all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is the Messiah. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Right. And that's by the death, burial, resurrection, outpouring, and ascension of Yahshua the Messiah. You know, there was at one time. Jew and Gentile, you know, bond and free, you know, but now Yahweh is the mediator and he has made us all one. If someone can get the other scripture where he talks about he's made us one and he's broken down the middle wall of partition between us. You see, now this is all through Yahshua the Messiah. And it's just the same Yahshua the Messiah 
<clears throat> that's talked about back here that came and told Lazarus to rise and come forth. This is that same Yahshua. He's the one that has reconciled us all back unto himself and presented or is able to present us faultless unto Yahweh. Just like it says in our doxology, now unto him that's able to present you faultless. You know, we are with in this human physical existence, we were always fall short. There's some type of fault somewhere. But it's through Yahshua the Messiah. That's why it's important to know who the Savior is, what the Savior came in to do, how he satisfied the requirement of saving our soul. This same Yahshua has reconciled us and made us one. Do you have that other scripture? Yes. Um, Ephesians 2, and I'll start at 11. Mm -hmm. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh. See, now remember, he's telling us to remember, because how soon we sometimes forget what it is that Yahweh has done for us and delivered us from. Mm -hmm. That's why you have the scripture. Yes, another scripture. It says, remember the former thing. Mm -hmm. You know, he talked about that gospel. He says, then he went back and told them about Moses. Remember. Mm -hmm. Now start that over again. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision. You were uncircumcised. Right. Remember how he talked about that uh, David, when he went to fi uh, fight the Philistine, called him an uncircumcised Philistine. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? What's that? When we look at the circumcision that takes place physically, mm -hmm. that's the cutting way of that foreskin from the male organ or the head. Mm -hmm. So, Yahshua, if you can show me the carnal ornament chart, mm -hmm. has to circumcise us spiritually. He has to cut away all of that. And I don't care if you grew up in this class like I did, like my brothers did, like many of us did. He still has to do some cutting away. There's a surgery that has to take place. And sometimes in that surgery, I know the minor surgery I had on my foot, to correct the problem on the foot, I had to go through the surgery, and sometimes the surgery is just painful. Most of the time it is. But once you come past that and you heal, your state is a whole lot better than what it was before. You reap benefits of the surgery for the most part. So spiritually, Yahweh goes in and does the operation. He's the best surgeon. He comes in and he cuts spiritually and removes away all that garbage. Now he says, in time past, we were Gentiles, uncircumcised, read on, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, mm -hmm. that at that time you were without Yahshua. The time we were without Yahshua. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Read mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. 
What's an alien? You're a foreigner. You're a stranger mm-hmm. from the commonwealth. Listen to these words of Israel. Read on. And strangers from the covenants of promise. Yahshua made a promise. Didn't he do that back there with Abraham? Now he said we were strangers from that promise. Having no hope. That's where Yahweh has me focusing on. Having no hope. And without Yahweh in the world. And I'm talking about that. You can be like that sitting right on your seat. Have no hope. Have, you don't have Yahweh in the world because you are ignorant to him. Mm. And there was a time all of us fell under that. But Yahweh has been merciful and he's been gracious. He's been so gracious to us, you guys. So merciful. That's why I understand what the previous speakers were saying, specifically Dr. Hamilton. This is to get off that Facebook. You're off that social media. Get into Yahshua. Mm. I'm going to tell you, I, I have to stop for a second, just give a personal because it sounds so minute. But this is the Yahshua. We need him, you guys, for everything. My daughter lost a dance shoe. Now, this is how insignificant this is. And it irritated me beyond belief because I just bought them. <laughs> the second pair. And how do you do this? And I have to go right back up here and buy it again. And it just frustrated me. And it irritated me. And I looked everywhere. It's nowhere in the house. Where could it be? Now, I come home from working all day go in the bathroom just to use the restroom real quick before I take her to dance class. And this, like a light bulb, like a switch. Said, you didn't try everything else, but Yashi. You know, forget, you know, because it almost, I was speaking to some of my aunts, it's almost like you kind of subconsciously think, oh, I don't want bird and Yashi with that. That's my new, that's a shoe. <laughs> Nothing, doesn't mean anything, you know? Talk to them when I really need something that's really major, that I think is major. But see, Yahweh pricked my conscience. And I asked Yahshua, Yahweh, tell me where that shoe is at. That's the prayer. It's simple, minute. It's insignificant, you guys. It's a shoe. <laughs> and I go back doing what I'm doing. Wash my hands, finish up in the bathroom, whatever. And then literally this strong voice inner voice said, look under the couch. I look under the couch. Look under the couch. Tell my daughter to go down and look under the couch. And she says, I think I see it far, 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 far back. <laughs> and so I take the broom and drag it up under the couch. There's not even dust dunnies up under the couch. And I'm thinking to myself, how did this shoe get up under the couch? Then Yashua gives me the answer and says, remember when she walked in, she threw the bag and... <laughs> And I thought about that. And I thought to myself, you need Yahshua for everything. That's a shoe. And I couldn't find a shoe in my house that I pay the bills for. I had to rely on Yahshua even for that. So why do we think that we can go out in this world and not rely on Yahshua daily? He should be daily our delight. 
our focus really at this point in time has to solely be on Yahshua. You in the world, it can distract you to the point that it will kill you spiritually. And that's not where we want to be. Yahshua has done a mighty work with us. He has delivered us. Everyone that has set, is sitting in the Zoom right now knows the power of Yahshua. That's why they're here. That's right, yes. We've seen the power of Yahshua. So what I'm asking Yahshua is now is allow me to manifest what I know is in my, the love, because I know that Yahweh, we, he has put it in us. We love Yahshua. But, you know, he's also put us in the flesh. We have these things. So he has to constantly remind us, just like you have to do with your children. I know my daughter loves me to the, to the ability she can love. She loves me all that way. So just like she slips, I have to correct her. Just like we slip, Yahshua is going to correct us. That's the loving parent. Let's dedicate ourselves to Yahshua. That's what he's showing to me. We are at the end of an age. And Yahshua, even at the end of the age, could even show us that he's done it before. The miracles like he did back here with Lazarus, I wouldn't be surprised if we even physically see that in our day, see something just like that. And we've, all of us have seen a lot of things. We have seen a lot of things. But when he does that, it is solely for his name's sake. For the honor, the glory, and the praise of his name. It's all about Yahshua, you guys, and it's a beautiful thing. I couldn't do anything but smile at that because what it showed me is I know Yahshua, the one that saves souls and shoes. Sounds funny, but that is true. I know Yahshua. We know Yahshua. Read on up to that scripture and I'll be done. Mm -hmm. Uh, a, a 12 again for me. Okay, 12 verse. That at time you were without Yahshua. I'm sorry, that at that time you were without Yahshua, being mm -hmm. aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without Yahweh in the world. But now in Yahshua. So now there's a change, sorry, mm -hmm. Dr. Hamill, that has taken place. That death, that burial, that resurrection, That's right. that ascension, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now there's a conjunction. See, we were lost. Yes. But now, in Yahshua the Messiah, read on. But now, in Yahshua the Messiah, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Yahshua. You know what nigh means? He brought us close. Right. together mm -hmm. by his blood mm -hmm. read on for he is our peace Yahshua you're looking for peace that's the peace mm -hmm. he's our peace mm -hmm. not your mate no matter how much we love if it's anything that we love from our mate from our children from this one from a friend it's only because we are experiencing that love from love is Yahshua Love is Yahweh. That's what we're loving. Mm -hmm. Whatever manifestation that he has caused to be made through that. Mm -hmm. That's what we're loving. Right. He is our peace. Yahshua is our peace. Mm -hmm. Read on. 
Mm -hmm. For he is our peace who have made both one and have broken down the middle wall of partition between us. I see the five minute bell, thank you. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinance. Says he abolished in his flesh the enmity. That's Didn't right. it say, uh, I think over in Romans, it talks about the enmity. He mm -hmm. says, talks about because the carnal mind is at enmity against God. We looked up that word, it means against, di diametrically against and opposed. Mm -hmm. Enemy. Mm -hmm. Now he's saying he abolished, having abolished in his flesh the enmity. That's the only way it can be abolished is through Yahshua the Messiah. Yeah. Read on. Even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. So he's making in himself of twain, that two, that bond, that free, that Jew, that Gentile. Twain, he's making them one in himself, right. a new man, right. so making peace. Mm -hmm. That's the only way we get it. Your peace, that's the only way you can get it. You want to be a new man? You want to be a new woman? You want to be a new creature? Mm -hmm. Yahweh goes up in there and cleans up that heart. And that which was old now has been made anew. It is new. It's clean. Mm -hmm. by Yahshua the Messiah. It's Yahshua that's presenting us faultless. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I appreciated the words that were said by the previous speaker when they've talked about our brethren that has departed out of the flesh and transitioned. We are on a journey, and this is not our final destination. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, I'm sorry. I just got really silent. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard on Zoom. <clears throat> but this is not our final destination. Right. We have all had times in the flesh. Mm -hmm. That's why I appreciate what was said by the previous speaker, that we haven't agreed here or we disagreed there. Just like the previous speaker said, Dr. Lewis, the dean said, is that what we think and our personalities don't mean a hill of beans either. Once we start to focus on Yahshua, it settles and it eradicates all that. Well, also what Yahshua said is just like by the spirit, those things like the discussion that was talked about with Dick Davis and even me thinking about, oh, maybe we should play this recording. There's one body. It might be many members. You stub your toe, your toe feels it. It's still that one body, right? And in that one body, that's why Yahweh, we're part of that body. He will give multiple sons the same thought and the same feeling. While you are on this earth, you see why Yahweh is giving you the breath of life? That's absolutely, you should be a certain way with your brother and show that love. But what is so beautiful is that even when we stumble and even when we make a mistake, some that may think is more grievous than the other, we have all come short. Mm 
of the glory of Yahweh, all of us. No matter how good you can read, study, run the charts or anything, we have all, none of us are worthy to receive this gift. Yet, Yahweh has bestowed it upon us. Mm -hmm. And he's merciful. Don't kill yourself if you made a wrong mistake. Don't beat yourself up. Be thankful that Yahshua has allowed you to be conscious where you can learn from it. Because that's what Yahshua is. He's the teacher. Mm -hmm. And we will be learning in ages to come. That's right. So for our brethren who has transitioned out of this flesh, be of good cheer. Mm -hmm. Not because they transition, but because we know where she's at. And we can't say that about everybody. This is not our final destination. For us to be in Yahshua Messiah, back unto the Father with Yahweh, we must depart this flesh. So I, like I said, the previous speaker said, I love you all. We're at the end of the age. Dedicate ourselves to Yahshua. And with that, I'll say thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this brings an end to this evening's class. We would like to thank all of the speakers, visiting brother, and all other participants for joining us this evening. We hope that everyone was edified and asked that you come back and study with us. We hold classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. and on Sundays from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. We will now have doxology taken from the last two verses in the book of Jude. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time and now and ever. Let us all say, hallelujah. Hallelujah.